Join founder of I Am a Watchman Ministries, Scott Townsend, with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View from the Wall. Welcome to today's episode of A View from the Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs, along with I Am a Watchman founder, Scott Townsend, and thank you for joining us today. In this episode, we have the privilege of talking with Shay Hoodman, founder and president of Got Questions Ministries and GotQuestions.org. This ministry is one of the world's most viewed Christian websites, offering content in more than 150 languages, and Shay, we're honored to have you here with us today. Um, It's my honor to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. Now, many people are familiar with Got Questions Ministries and the fascinating content you have on your site. But for those who are not, please give us a little bit of your story of how the ministry began and a vision of the ministry as we begin. Sure. So it's an interesting story in that um, when I came to faith in Christ as a teenager, um, I remember my uncle was sharing the gospel with me, and I kept him pestering him with questions. Like, had all these questions I wanted him to answer, and he answered those um, biblically and concisely and the fact that he was willing to answer all my questions really opened my heart to recognize my need for Christ as my Savior. So I placed my faith in Christ that day, and now here I am um, a couple decades later um, and answering people's Bible questions is the ministry God's called me to. So that's interesting to see how God works through that. Um, Got Questions was launched um, 17 years ago um, after I had graduated from Bible college and seminary. Um, just really looking for a ministry that would be a unique fit for me. I'd always loved to write, always loved technology, and God gave my wife and I this idea um, to launch a website where people could come ask any questions they have about the Bible, and then we would provide an answer. At the time, I thought it would just be a hobby. It'd be something we do on the side in addition to whatever other um, full-time ministry God called us to. Well, God obviously had much bigger things in mind, so the past 17 years have just been the crazy ride of watching God take what we thought was going to be a hobby. And as you said, grow it into one of the most frequently visited Christian websites in the world. Shay, in a uh, ministry like God Questions, I'm sure you get a wide cross-section of uh, questions. I mean, there's a huge amount of diversity in the things that your uh, ministry handles online. Are there any particular topics you see people searching for more frequently? Sure. Um, on our website, we'll have a, um, a top 20 questions page, which just lists the um, 20 most popular questions of all time. And most of those, if you check that out, well, you'll see that they're controversial issues. They're issues, but there's a lot of disagreement among the body of Christ. Um, and then also we'll see stuff that's seasonal. Well, obviously, around Christmas and Easter, we'll get a lot of questions related to Jesus' birth and Jesus' resurrection. Um, but other than that, um, like you said, it's a wide cross-section of anything and everything, uh, any question you could possibly imagine. We've probably been asked in a whole bunch of questions I wish I never had to imagine I've been asked. So it's um, a little bit of everything um, related to the watchman ministry and calling. Uh, we do get a lot of questions about the end times. Um, anytime there's a something that happens in Israel or even a blood red moon or those types of things, or some author comes out with a book predicting that Jesus is going to return on such and such a date, um, that will give us an influx of questions about eschatology in the end times. 
Yeah, that's uh, I, uh, that completely makes sense, obviously, because uh, some of those things just come up uh, seasonally, like you said before. Um, are there any favorite questions that come to mind for you, Shay? And I'm just dying to admit that I got a lot of uh, joy out of watching your most recent video on how Siri misinterprets those questions and uh, the humor around some of the things you guys must deal with. Exactly. So favorite question um, would, of course, be anything related to the gospel. When someone comes to us and asks, um, how can I know for sure I'd go to heaven when I die? Or what does it mean to accept Jesus Christ as Savior? Or um, is there life after death? One of those questions where we can just directly give them the gospel. Those are the my favorite, the most exciting um, questions. But um, funny questions, um, as you mentioned, the video we released recently, um, with more and more people accessing the site and submitting their questions on, on smartphones, um, I think virtually everyone who's ever sent a text message has had an issue with them. Um, autocorrect with the phone, um, trying to correct something that you've misspelled mm. into something else. And often what they correct it to is way worse than what you had. But so <laughs> we receive a lot of questions now that um, where it takes quite a bit of wisdom and discernment to even figure out what the original question was, thanks to the autocorrect um, failure that their smartphone blessed them with. You know, the, the church, Shay, has uh, certainly changed over the last few decades, some good changes and some not so good. Have you noticed some topics that are not actively searching for now compared to just the last few years, factors that might include things like growing apostasy and or the increase in scoffing and disbelief or even that the rapture is imminent? A type of question I've noticed um, in both the United States and other countries in the world increasingly drift away from uh, faith in God and commitment to Christ is questions that require a little more apologetics or defense of the faith than we're used to. For example, questions about um, does God exist or um, questions related to how can I trust the Bible or even why should I care what the Bible says? Well, um, in previous generations, some of our older volunteer writers will tell us um, in their generation someone asked a question, they could just say, well, the Bible says, and even if the person wasn't a believer, they at least had some respect for the Word of God and some interest in what it says. Now, sometimes people will ask us questions and will strive to answer it as biblically as possible, and the person will respond, oh, I don't really care what the Bible says, um, I just wanted your opinion, or um, you told me what the Bible says, but what about what other religions say? So we're Increasingly seeing some of that where people are no longer recognizing the Bible as the authoritative Word of God and are very resistant to believing in Jesus as the only way of salvation. So that's distressing, discouraging in some senses, but it also um, gives us another opportunity that we know it's becoming more clear who is and who isn't a Christian based on how they ask their questions. Well, I really appreciate that response. And, uh, you know, let's back up just a second and just ask, you know, we hear about apologetics as a term in Christian circles, and many people, in my opinion, maybe even slightly, including myself, kind of see that as reserved for those that are in a formal seminary program. What is the definition of apologetics for our listeners, and how does it apply to the average Christian today? Now, the term apologetics itself, it can be confusing to people because 
we hear that word, and the first thing we think of is an apology or an apologizing for something. But the original Greek word from which we get the word apologetics meant a defense. So in the first Peter three fifteen, where it says, um, always be ready to get a defense for the reason of the hope that you have. That's where the Greek word apologia is in that verse. So it's an idea of just explaining to someone um, why um, you believe what you believe and being able to defend the key points of the Christian faith, the existence of God, um, salvation through Jesus alone, and other important points. And also, as First Peter 3.15 says, do, doing so with gentleness and respect. So that's what apologetics is all about. It's basically defending the faith, explaining to people in a logical and coherent way why you believe and why it's important to believe in Christ as Savior and accept the authority of the Word of God. Well, that's a great way to put it. And we're having a great conversation here with Shay Hoodman of Got Questions Ministries. We're going to take a quick break. Stick with us. We'll be right back on A View from the Wall. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs here with Scott Townsend, and we're talking with Got Questions Ministries founder, Shay Hoodman. Scott, lead us this segment with the next questions we continue our conversation with Shay. Shay, what basic questions of the Bible and our faith in the Lord should every watchman be able to answer? With many people who are called by God to serve as watchmen, the tendency is to be so hyper-focused on eschatology on the end times that um, you don't care or don't have interest in other areas of theology or other areas of the Christian life. And my encouragement to watchmen would be, I mean, absolutely, if that's what God is calling you to, you need to have that as your focus. But don't be so focused on it that you lose sight of there are other areas in the Christian life that we need to be also focused on, that we need to be prepared to give answers about, that we need to show people how to put the Word of God into practice in some of these other areas, because absolutely eschatology is hugely important, having a proper understanding of the rapture of the second coming of the millennial kingdom and so forth is very important. But there are other very important areas of the Christian faith as well. So we shouldn't focus so much on eschatology that we lose sight of um, the other issues. Shay, that's a great answer. And in these last days, some churches have chosen to avoid these difficult subjects. And as a result, we see surveys like the recent Barna study that found that about 50% of active church members could not answer the question, what is the Great Commission? It's discouraging, I know, many times to see that the church has strayed so far from its main mission. And we want to talk with you a little bit about this and ask you how we can motivate church leaders and pastors to help teach the whole counsel of God's Word. What would you say to those who are listening today. Yeah, so it's a difficult situation that a lot of pastors find themselves in. Um, not to make an excuse, but maybe to explain a little bit and help us to understand. Often people don't want to hear or are not interested in certain areas of theology. There are controversial issues, so that can lead a pastor to avoid those issues, but then that's a vicious circle and that if you don't teach on it, they're not going to be interested in it. They're not going to understand the importance of it. So obviously there's a, a value in focusing on um, topics that the congregation, the people in your church are most interested in. But at the same time, you can't do that to the extent that you are ignoring important doctrines of Scripture. I've heard of studies that say no one in 
um, such a small percentage of people in churches are actively evangelizing or even involved in discipling another believer. And that's that's the Great Commission. That's what God calls us to, to be faithful in sharing the gospel and discipling people, teaching people, baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And to not be doing that, we're ultimately failing in the primary calling that God has for us. So um, I empathize with pastors, with teachers who choose to avoid issues because it stirs up conflict or it results in people leaving the church. And there's so many reasons and um, can understand it. But at the same time, as you said, our calling, especially if you're called to teach, is to give the whole counsel of God, to teach on everything the Bible teaches on. Of course, making certain points higher priority than others, but um, there's nothing in Scripture that um, we should ignore. That's absolutely right. And we just recently interviewed Nathan Jones from Lamb and Lion, where he was also very well articulating the point that pastors deal with a lot of stuff that many parachurch organizations do not. And that includes a myriad of, uh, you know, things related to conflicts in the church and uh, in people's lives, addiction problems and other things like that. And that you balance that kind of workload that is on pastors with things that uh, Dr. Ed Heinsohn would, you know, talk about with the Bema seat and what the accountability of a pastor and church leaders are, uh, obviously, at, at that moment when they're face to face with Jesus. It's something that we all have to deal with. And it's very, very critical that we all focus on that very intensely. I, I serve as a elder at the local church that here in Colorado Springs and this every once in a while getting the rundown of um, the previous week from our pastor, hearing the different stuff he dealt with, the people he counseled on certain issues. Um, being a pastor is a challenging job. So what I said earlier, I mean, no sense am I minimizing how difficult it is to, to do the job of a pastor. But at the same time, there's no excuse for um, ignoring um, key doctrines of scripture just because most of the people don't want to hear it. So um, I'm with you on that. Well said. We work with thousands of believers who identify themselves as watchmen and women in these last days. You're a student of church and Bible history as well. Uh, Certainly, your role as founder of God Questions has provided you a unique perspective our listeners would love to hear more about. What are some of the responsibilities of watchmen mentioned in the Bible that translate directly into the 21st century? Hmm. I would say, biblically speaking, a watchman is someone God has called to just be aware of what's going on in the world and how that applies to both Bible prophecy and to just the overall message of the Bible. So if God has called you to be a watchman, a watchwoman, you are especially aware that stuff that's going on in the world is related to the end times. Um, The signs of the end times that are being fulfilled before our eyes mean that the return of Christ, we've always known it's imminent, but it's um, in a sense, even more imminent now, because we can really see how um, the prophecies of the Bible are coming true and are easily fulfillable in our day and age. From God calling Ezekiel and prophets of the Old Testament to be watchmen to people in the New Testament to be made especially aware of uh, what's going on in the world and how it applies um, to people today. It's a, um, it's a important role. It's a key aspect of the body of Christ that often goes neglected. There's so many people who are ignorant, who aren't paying attention to what's going on in the world, to have God seemingly starting to call people to watch them again is yet another sign of hopefully the very soon coming of Christ and the fulfillment of the ages. 
something we can all look forward to and um, pray passionately about. Yes, I agree with that. And also, we talk uh, on our show here, Shay, about the the responsibility we have not just to watch and to warn and to compare what we see in the current uh, conditions of our world today on this prophetic timeline with that what, what, that we witness in the scripture, but also that we have to follow through with the warning and uh, lead in a gospel presentation that gives every opportunity to those that watchmen are talking to that uh, invite them into a right relationship with the Lord before uh, the rapture occurs, right? Amen. And this is a powerful conversation with Shay Hoodman of Got Questions Ministries. And we're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. We'll be right back on A View from the Wall. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs here with Scott Townsend, and we've been talking with God Questions Ministries founder Shay Hoodman. And there are many areas where the role of a prophet in the Old Testament and the role of a watchman overlapped. For example, they both saw what others did not see. They both had direct access to the king of the nation, and they were both held personally responsible for delivering the warning to God's people. In fact, the term prophet has become popular and perhaps even overused in our time, but it's often not the gift of prophecy that Paul refers to in 1 Corinthians 14. So that's what we want to talk about in this segment, this idea of the place of watchmen and prophets in the New Testament. So let's go to you, Shay, and ask you, is there still a place in the New Testament church for both watchmen and for prophets? This is a question we receive quite a bit. Um, uh, many of you might be aware of what's some um, commonly known as the, the prophetic movement or the um, fivefold ministry, and that people are believing that um, prophets and apostles are in the church today just as they were in the New Testament times. And I would struggle with that in the sense of um, the Bible's clear that the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. So there's definitely a foundational role of apostles and prophets that are it's not still occurring today. But in terms of God delivering a message to particular people for them to then deliver to others, that absolutely is still around today and never ceased. And um, people being called to be watchmen on the walls and watching what's taking place in the world and, and knowing how to um, communicate to people, how to encourage people, how to respond to the things that are going on in the world. That's never ceased. And but as we see the imminent return of Christ, as we see signs occurring in the world today that point to the eschatological um, events happening, role of a watchman is increasingly important because so many people are, have no interest in eschatology or have a misunderstanding of um, the end times that uh, we need watchmen out there who can tell them what these signs are about and what's coming next and how it can be both prepared and um, out there furthering the message. You know, Shay, uh, I spend probably two to three hours a day watching, and that means that we're consuming a tremendous amount of material. Um, and in addition to daily devotionals, watching sermons, etc., cetera, uh, just to keep a balanced perspective, I wanted to add that, you know, one of the things that uh, I think watchmen need to be cautious about in these days is not to just reveal what they know and to warn in a sense of uh, making it seem threatening or hitting somebody over the head with something like that, the impending 
issues that are coming upon the world soon. But really to do it with an attitude of love and to make sure that we are really doing our job to build relationships and to make sure that uh, the message that we do is consumed correctly because, you know, prophecy is meant to prepare us not to threaten us or to catch us off guard. I mean, it's there. The Lord has uh, decreed these things, as we know, and he wants us to understand this. But that doesn't mean that watchmen have a license to just bonk people over the head all the time. You know, we really have to do it with the right attitude and with a lot of prayer leading forward in that. Oh, that's that's an awesome point. Um, Thank you for sharing that. It's a good reminder that, um, similar to what we talked about earlier, that um, being a little more well-rounded in your understanding of theology and God's Word, to not be so focused on the end times, that every time someone comes up and talks to you, with, uh, the only thing you do is talk to them about eschatology. For some people, that can be a turnoff. So having a more well-rounded thing, and as you said, showing them love, uh, making people know you care, making them understand that the reason you're so passionate about eschatology is how important it is and how big a role it plays with what's going on in the world and how um, you're passionate for people to understand eschatology because when the Bible talks about eschatology, it always presents it, it's the Christian's hope, mm-hmm. the return of Christ and the, the rapture and um, the millennial kingdom and the uh, new heavens and new earth. That's ultimately what our hope is. So being passionate about that aspect of eschatology and helping people to understand what the Bible says that in First Thessalonians 4, where it talks about the rapture, we're to encourage one another with that. Um, so eschatology is meant to be encouraging. It's not, sure, I mean, there are scary parts, there are um, weird parts, there are um, stuff in the apocalyptic literature that um, are difficult to understand, but that's not what eschatology is all about. Ultimately, eschatology is pointing people to the time where God makes all things right, where God, the judge, will judge righteously, and when we will land in our eternal destination. So that's the eschatology that we need to focus on. And sure, there's great conversations can be had about the, the four horsemen, the tribulation, the great tribulation, the antichrist, etc. But don't forget to talk to people about the hope we have in Christ, the hope we have in the rapture and how that's designed to be an encouragement to us. That's a beautifully articulated, Shay. Thank you for that. You know, we ask our guests to speak directly into our growing community of watchmen who listen to a view from the wall from all over the world. As we give you the floor, Shay, what do watchmen need to hear as it relates to knowing God's word, communicating a clear message that truth matters and God and his word can be trusted? So I've got questions. We get all kinds of questions. I mean, questions about anything and everything you could possibly imagine. Some Questions are so far away from the gospel that it's difficult to even um, weave somehow the uh, message of the saving sacrificial death of Christ in there. Other times it's really close. Someone will ask a question where it appears they don't know Christ, but they're really close. They're seeking. But anytime, I mean, ultimately, we could answer every question they have about eschatology, but if they leave the conversation not knowing Christ as Savior, ultimately we failed. So always look for opportunities to take a conversation and to point it towards Christ, point it towards the gospel. Even beyond that, use interest in eschatology as a bridge to discuss other areas of theology. Um, as we just talked about, um, if someone's asking you questions about all the quote-unquote weird stuff in Revelation and Daniel, well, 
why not use that as an opportunity to point to, you know, um, rather than talking about what are the the tin horns on the, the beast, well, let's talk about how eschatology is designed to give us hope, how it's designed to encourage us. So I'd say use eschatology. Obviously, the church needs to know this stuff. They need to have an understanding of what the Bible says about the end times. And that's a lot of what God calls watchmen to do. But again, don't become so laser focused on it that you ignore or neglect um, other areas of, of the Christian life, other areas of the teaching of the Word of God. But as we talked about earlier, our job is to present the whole counsel of Scripture. Yes, a good portion of that is prophecy, is eschatology, but there's a lot outside of that that we're not to neglect either. Well, that's a great encouragement for all of us, Shay. And real quickly, we're almost out of time, but let us know how we can send listeners to your ministry and what ways they could be helped through the tools at your website. Exactly. So um, often people find got questions just through going through Google or one of the other search engines and then searching for a Christian topic. So I encourage people, um, if they ask you a question, maybe you don't know the answer to, or you're not sure if you have the, the best answer. So, you know, I know this website you can go to and just tell them to visit gotquestions.org and they can submit questions to us where our team of staff and volunteers will answer, or we have an online archive of over 6,200 frequently asked questions now. So most of the common questions out there about eschatology and other areas already have answers and we strive to answer the questions succinctly, but also biblically. So hopefully people will check us out, will examine our answers, compare them with scripture, and then accept or reject them on that basis. So that's our goal. Our goal is to give biblically-based answers to spiritually-related questions. And through 17 years of fine-tuning, I think we're at an exciting time. People are seeking, people are searching for answers in so many different venues where and we can provide those answers. It's exciting to be a part of what, what God's doing in the world. Yes, and again, that website, if you didn't catch it, is gotquestions.org. And as you heard, 6,200 articles on different questions regarding the Christian faith. So check it out, share it with those that you minister to. And we encourage you to also check out IamAWatchman.com and subscribe to our email for all of the latest. We want to thank you, Shay, for being with us. Encourage people to check out this podcast here on YouTube or on SoundCloud. And join us next time on A View from the Wall. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the donate button. Thanks for listening and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.